The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. Damn weeks in a row you did this to Ben, me. you're fired again. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics you normally know, talk around a pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. Yeah, dog. Thank you for growing that out a little bit. It's, just, it's more it's comfortable back. looking. If the baby- Are you kidding me? What Are you kidding me right now? What's he doing right now? What's the problem? What's on this screen? The Pit Life Barbecue logo. Are you sure? You're sitting there with the clicker. Like I'm positive. Do you want to double check right now? Look. Look up at your monitor. What's on the screen? I, I mean, Greg and Ryan. I think I think Ben's smoking or something before the... If you think I can see that little box under the 18, oh, there right there, you're out of your mind. All right. Okay. All right. But it wasn't there before. No, was it wasn't. Because you were leading <laughs> over with every remote. Anyway... We're live. That's why. This is the stuff that happens. It's grown back a little bit, but is yeah, this is this baby face broker thing going to be sticking around very it, long? That's stuck. That is stuck. I'm going to have who a started freaking that? beard. I'm going to have a beard this big. Who said? Who started? And they're still going to call me C-Mac? baby face. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you said it the, doesn't matter how big the beard gets uh, or whatever. You are going to be the baby face broker. So it, that's going to stick. So stick. Sounds like some friggin' mobsters. Deal with it. Hey, baby face Nelson. He was a stone cold <laughs> killer, so it's not a necessarily a bad nickname. Anyway, <laughs> what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up? How you doing? What are you doing? How was um, your week? And eventful, to say the least. It has. You had a lot, actually. Yeah. Pretty eventful. Pretty eventful. I bought three new cars this week. <laughs> three? Technically. Ah. Uh, explain that. Got, new, got the new truck. You knew about the truck. Got the new truck on Wednesday. Which is, by the way, just completely murderous. Things gorgeous. Oh, it's the evil. All uh, blacked out, the everything. Evol- evol- um, elevation package. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Why didn't you take that today? Because I go broke on gas. Can you believe this guy? I go broke on gas, dude. You got any mind? It's a half a tank from my house down just to work. Just bring it in one time so I can lay eyes on it. We, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. in the cab and just feel it, you know? Just we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. So, so I got the, I got the gas money for one day. So I got that home. What's the chip in for Johnny's gas That's money? That's nice. You can take it to work for a day. So then I had to do some address the Camaro situation. Right. Because due to my new location, mm-hmm. that ain't going to do well in the snow. Yeah, no, that's not. All my roads in my neighborhood are dirt roads. That Camaro ain't going to last for a <laughs> snowfall. Yeah, no, that's not. So, oh, Or your knees aren't going to last getting in and out of that thing either, by the way. I've been somewhat cleared. That's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so did you buy a Buick? My sales guy, yes, I did. I wound up buying a Buick on For about Sunday. 15 minutes? For about 15 minutes. So, long story short, email morning, hey, I got a bunch of cars, blah, 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 come on down, okay, we're ready to go, money works, da, yep. da, da, sign on the dotted line, away we go, we left the dealership at 5 o'clock, to de- 5, 10, dealership obviously closes at 5, boom, 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 we hop in the car, we head out on the road, heading home with the new car, yep. very happy, boom, 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 apparently everyone scurried to their vehicles and left the dealership. Really? Left the, deal- left the parking lot with 13 miles on the new car. Got to 24 miles and the engine blew up. 
Right on the highway. Boom. What? Done. All valves gone, toast, oh, fried, burning not, smell. That is yeah. not fun. Stuck times. on the side of the road, wife and kids. No one at the dealership to come oh. and get me. Wait, why did they leave the dealership? Was it closing time? It was, well, it was closing at okay. 5 on Sunday, so they were already gone. Oh. Boom. GMC roadside. Come pick up the truck, bring it back. Yeah. My brother, Ricky, comes, pick us up, brings us home. Blah, blah, blah. Doctor's appointment yesterday morning. Boom, straight to the dealership. Hey, how's the new car? I don't know. You tell me. What do you mean? It's in your service department. Excuse me? Yeah, it got towed in here after last night after it blew up on the highway. What do you mean blew up on the highway? Engine blew, gone. <laughs> Toast. So what do you want? So what do you mean? So what, so what are you here for? What am I here for? Either give me my damn Camaro back, put me in a rental for some ungodly reason, or give me something new. I go, I'm done talking to you. Then what'd you do? You can now talk to the pit bull. You unleash the pit bull. Oh, he sent the jackal after her. Sent Mrs. Mags. Oh, yeah, she was not happy. She, come on. Engine blue, brand new car, mama bear with the cubs with her on the highway with a blown engine that should not have been blown. Oh, Cars yeah, yeah. whizzing by. I'm sitting here silent. You deal with her now. We sit back with those dark glasses that you have and just sat, sat and there they like did. this. I sat there and I drank about every water I could to get as much money out of that dealership as I could. Did you, so, did you eat any of the snacks that they had? They didn't have any snacks. Son of a bitch. So anyway, boom, 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 long story short, I got the I got the twin sister to the truck. Oh, the GMC train. Two blacked out versions. <laughs> Elevation edition, all it's, blacked out. So yeah, we got his and hers, beautiful. Blacked out GMCs. Outstanding. Beautiful. Congratulations. Then I threw some chicken on the grill and I'm all happy. So I got my cooking in for the weekend. Boom. That's it. What'd you do? Yeah, I hung out with uh, Kevin, some of the guys. Yes, from, I saw NEP. that. You know, we, I hung out with that guy, Len Will. Yes. Who owns, I'm going to give him a quick shout out because, dude, Len's a good dude. He owns Bedlin Farms, Barbecue in Andover. He's a caterer. That guy's just a great guy. Invited me over his house the next day, showed me some of his gear. Nice. That's it. Just chose to show you this barbecue is really a family. It just is. You know? I mean, he's essentially. I mean, I guess you can call him a competitor, but we don't look at it like that. He's, he's We're family. In other industries, you'd be viewed as a competitor. Yeah. In this, you know, let me help you. Don't buy this. Don't buy that. Don't waste your money on that. It's great. So we did some ribs, hung out with the guys, did a couple chuck roasts. Unfortunately, then no one made it to the chuck roast. We passed out on bourbon. <laughs> Nothing wrong Lightweights. Anyway. So anyway, I got a question for you. And, my, and Mike Hamill was there, too. Good dude, also. Um, what's your question? How's your pit coming? <laughs> Quiet, you. This is a segue. This maybe, is what we call a segue in the business. Maybe we should ask today's guest. You think he'd know something about it? Who's here today? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Ooh. The owner, president, CEO, and everything in between Daddy. of Backline Fabrication and Smoke is the one, the only, Ryan Newland. What's yeah, up, brother? Ryan. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Uh, that was a little uh, That was a little steep. <laughs> you know this guy <laughs> over here? Yeah, a little bit. You haven't we've had crossed, a, we've had, crossed paths. Between me and you, because no one else is listening, had you, had that, have you had to block him on the phone yet? I've been pre- I'm the guy that I'm the guy that Venmoed you a bunch of cash. Well, because I had to block him on the call, and then I had to block him on the FaceTime. He keeps trying to get visuals of the shop. <laughs> trying to catch visuals of him and maybe like the bathrobe or something. But I know the smoker's not ready yet. 
But has it started? Have we started it yet? Perfection takes time. No, I don't want to talk. We can talk about Thank my smoking you, forever. Let's not do that. Perfection. No one wants to hear that. We've already talked time. about it. Oh, we. What's it? We, 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 we. I, what are you, French? What? Well, you I got a mouse in your pocket. We, 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 we talk about my smoke. You talk about your smoker. Wouldn't you? I sit over here just as moral support. If this guy had a 500-gallon coming, he'd talk about it. You too. damn it's right I would. Let's <laughs> not joke with each other here. Anyway, dude, it's so good to have you on the show. Yeah. So, Ryan, thank you for taking time, brother. How is it going? Uh, it's busy. Uh, real busy right now. Um, so we're just trying to take advantage of, of that situation. Try to keep the doors open, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have first was found out about you through a mutual friend of ours, the dog father himself, Brother Alton Matthews. Yes, sir. And there was a big video with a big unveiling of a particular pit. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. I forget who, what it was, the event that it was unveiled for. But it was beautiful. Which one? The American flag one? That's the one. Yeah. That's for uh, John Brotherton at Liberty Barbecue. Liberty Barbecue. That's the yep, 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 There yep. we go. Yep. So the big question is, obviously, you work in metal. You're a fabricator. Did it go always been with smokers and grills and everything? Or was it something else and evolved to smokers it was something else and it evolved into smokers the smoking food and stuff became a passion of mine and then building of the smokers then became a bigger passion than that so now i just kind of do both of them and try to make a living at it so when you started so when you started out you basically you weren't doing smokers you were, you were fat you were just like a fabrication so what was like the stuff what was your niche what were you what, what were you building or what were you making fabricating uh, people well, I worked at a um, at a, a set building company in Hollywood, California. Um, so I worked in the special effects and metal fabrication um, section of that company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did. I, I mean, I built stuff that you can't even imagine. I got stories that everyone thinks you're lying about when you tell them. I mean, it's. Uh, I come from a pretty pretty big background. I got a pretty impressive resume. So you are from California originally. Yeah, Southern California. Southern California. So do we have time for uh, one of these stories that we're not going to believe? No, I'd like, I'd no. Like we'll we'll leave that one out. Leave that for around a, maybe when I come pick up the smoker. When you come pick up the smoker, because then we'll have another two years worth of stories to tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't catch that. I did. Hey, Johnny Mag. What other story? What's he saying? Oh, well over. What? What I, what I miss? Nothing. Come on, I... When you come and pick up the stories, you'll have another two years of stories to tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it now. You still don't understand I don't, it. I, don't, I missed it. <laughs> it's going to take two years for him to build your smoker. Oh, yeah. that's That was the point. Welcome I, to, I did get that. Welcome yes. to the show, Greg. But we all welcome know back. that's not true. Welcome back. We all know that's not true. So I didn't want to have to absorb that information. It could be true. You don't know how long I it takes to not. build a 500-gallon smoker, but we can find I out. I want to find that out. I want to know what the turning point was for Ryan to building smokers. Was it the love of barbecue that got you into it? Was it like just a challenge thing? What was the turning point that got you into building so, smokers? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just the turning point. Because obviously you were in Hollywood working the, the, for the movies mm-hmm. and 
building sets and everything. So what made the move to Texas yes. and starting the, the fabrication company there? Well, the move to Texas was uh, just to get some change, um, get out of California. Uh, everyone knows that place is doing nothing but going downhill. Um, we got out of there well before that, you know, before it, where it is now. Yeah. So, uh, I'd get people from California still calling me, asking me, what did I know six years ago when we left? And I just said, I just know I wanted something different. So the wife and I, uh, picked Austin, Texas and, uh, moved out here for some change. And then when I moved out here, I started working at, um, a steel fabrication company doing basically structure steel and architectural steel fabrication. Uh, and then it was two and a half years after that, uh, a buddy of mine and myself opened up backline fabrication. Um, and that partnership was short lived. It was about a six month ordeal and, uh, he decided to split. So I've been Han Solo ever since for all you star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you now you are backline smokers in fabrication. Yep. And now you don't. Now you just you just do this. You you don't have like yeah. a crew like some other um, you know larger uh, pit builders in the area. You don't have a crew of people. Your hands touch every weld on that smoker. Every yeah. fabricated piece is done by you. Is that right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that was so a rumor take, on the street. I streets. take a lot of uh, a lot of pride in what I'm doing, but I also take a lot of responsibility because if somebody gets their pit and something is screwed up or something's totally awesome, you know, that's 100% me. So if something does break and it's or it's shitty or whatever, yeah. then that's my fault, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no one to blame, no one to point fingers. Uh it's, it's all me. Good to know. Cool, cool. So what was so you started backline fabrication. Now what was, you know, just let me build a pit or was it a customer coming in? Hey, can you build me a smoker? No, it actually started back when I was in California and my buddy, Phil rate, he, uh, he would always smoke barbecue and stuff like that. And I, and that was something that I wanted to learn how to do. Um, so I decided since I was in a fab shop, I built my own first smoker out of a 55 gallon, um, oil drum. And, uh, you know, real thin metal. So it wasn't anything exciting. I didn't know the difference. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was good and what wasn't. Um, certainly I made a smoker. Uh, I just barely got rid of it actually man, a year ago. Um, and, uh, when cooking on that smoker, it, it made pretty good food. It just was, it was terrible to cook on, uh, because it wasn't efficient. It wasn't, uh, you had to burn a lot of wood just to keep heat in it because it was just, it was just terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so then I started to build a bigger smoker when I was in California at the transition of being out there to moving to Texas. So when I moved to Texas, I brought all the parts with me and I ended up finishing that smoker, which was a vertical smoker. Okay. Um, and it's round. It was a 24 inch diameter by 48 inch chamber but standing, you know, vertical with a firebox directly underneath it, they call it a Pollock smoker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that either until later. Are those stacks for those types of smokers in the middle, in the back, rather than off to the I, sides when the box is underneath? It, yeah, I put, it was on the top, but yeah, pushed towards the back okay. and, the, and centered on the plate. And centered, yep. Um, and actually, that, that pit is still working today. It's actually over at our buddies at uh, 
Treaty Oaks Distillery, they, they use it. Yep. Um, nice. So with that pit I had, uh, I started, you know, I finished it out here in Texas and we started cooking on it. Uh, and it was pretty cool. It turned out a lot of good food. And um, the wife and I were at a bar one day and, and I went in the bathroom and on the wall in the bathroom was a barbecue competition uh, flyer. So I came out and I was all fired up. My tail was wagging and I go, Hey, there's a barbecue competition going on here in October. I said, I think I want to join it. It was $150 buy-in all three meats, chili or uh, beans and salsa entry and all that business. So we ended up entering the competition and my buddy Dave and I, uh, we cooked in it and all that. And we GC'd the comp. And that was our very nice. first one. And, and after that, cool. it was, it was on fire. Yeah. So then it was like, now I got to build a trailer. I got to build me a pit. So I took, I won about 25 to $2,800 at that competition. Which, which pit did you and use I, that uh, for that comp? Was that the, the, the vertical, the, the vertical. Okay. Yeah. Nice. The vertical one that I finished out here. Nice. So I took all the money from that and, and dumped it into rims and tires and steel and all that and started building a trailer. And the funny part is I started building that trailer in 2015 and that's actually the trailer never got done so that's the trailer that i have now that i took the 250 gallon pit i was going to build off of it as my comp pit and that's my 375 shop trailer now which is beautiful so oh we should have got a picture just to throw up for today that thing is money i love that color blue which color his shop pit that he has Oh, it's the one Alton was using on the yes, uh, yes, yes, the yes. The, the, the brisket that day, yep. and they were hanging out, and you know, the thing is, whoop. I haven't seen Alton, dude. Come on, it's all over his page. I haven't seen Alton. <laughs> Open your ears, oh, sir. Today, grow your beard so you hey. can hear. What yeah, we, we, have we said hi to anyone real, real quick? No, Kent, Matt, what's up, guys? Real quick, Lap, Judy. Ryan, what's up, guys? My, oh, my Rachel, brother Rick, Rachel, Jason. Yes. My wife is in here. Too, yes, by and the she way. is. I have to agree with her. She is she, the brands of the operation. She made, yeah, she was making fun of me. Yeah, she should. She, you know, she's watching this to find out what's happening with your pit. She probably <laughs> is. Lady and Wally. You should be more scared of my wife. Julie. Than me. <laughs> Uncle hey, my Steve. Wife's named Rachel Rick, too. I'm what's up, Rick Galindo? <laughs> um, Kyle. Oh Kyle. yes. Well, actually, Kyle had a. Question. So we'll start this one off with our, one of our questions from Kyle Alexander. What's your favorite pit that you've built so far? I like that question. Oh, man. That's a loaded question. <laughs> Maybe you want to make sure not everyone, all your customers are watching. They're Don't all, worry. Yours uh, ain't on the list. Yet. <laughs> it's going to be mine. Asking that for four months. Maybe. <laughs> the funny part is that each one gets, each one gets better and better um, is, the, is the issue. Um, Gosh, I have a couple. I, I can't just narrow it down to one. So uh, one of my favorite competition pits that I've built is got to be um, John Barton of Barton Barbecue. He's a competition cook. Uh, his pit yep. is gorgeous. Oh, Everything about it is. I saw that reveal. Is really nice. Yeah, Alton did a, mm. a reveal video on it. One stage, I had a little um, paint job on there, that gray color. Mm -hmm. oh. Pro it's boys. all his logo's all painted in with automotive paint, so it came out really nice. Uh, it's on the nice rims and all that. Um, so we're going to put out probably three. The second one would be uh, 
Brotherton's 500, the American flag with the Liberty Bell feet. Gorgeous. Yep. Um, that one, that one was pretty insane. And I don't know how many people have seen it or not, but the uh, the brand new one I just launched is the Wonderlust Craft uh, Barbecue and Coffee Trailer. Dude, that that entire build has to be uh, it has to be probably one of my best builds from here, like as an all. Um, and honestly, but that pit has to be one of the best pits I've built functionality wise. That thing runs like a freight train. That so. was enclosed uh, inside of a trailer, and the stack did that. Did that go through the top or just up to the hole in the roof? It goes through the through the top about a foot, maybe. Wow! And is that stationary? That doesn't fold or anything. It doesn't though. fold down. Okay. Yeah, it's stationary. Okay. And so they serve coffee and stuff out of there and everything. Uh, he's just going to the, not out of there. They're covered from the element smoker. Yeah, so what he has, that part right there is just the smokehouse. So that's just the smoker. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, you know, they'll have the coffee and, and their food service and stuff out of uh, either another uh, food truck or tent or whatnot once they get everything running. You know, it's, it, they got hit with reality on Friday that they, they finally have the pit. So now it's like, you know, I was talking to Ted the other day and he's like, yeah, there's a reality check. Now it's like, oh, it's go time. <clears throat> so absolutely. So build. Um, oh, I just lost a train of thought. Damn it! Don't do this live, John. No. So if if I if someone was to order a pit from you, you obviously you know you go through the what do you want and you know how do you uh, would you actually start it? You know, do you how do you source? Okay, the tanks. Or I'll go there. You force you force me to go there. What? 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 How are you going? How do you source his five five hundred gallon tank? Yes. You know, do you source it or do you actually build the tank, fabricate the tank yourself? No, no, we source it. They're all uh, decommissioned propane tanks for the big ones. Mm-hmm. So Greg has a five hundred gallon de- uh, decommissioned tank. Oh yeah. Uh, so what I do is I kind of. I have a buddy named Rex and I call him up and he gets me all these tanks cause he has bone yards that he deal, deals with that has these tanks. So I could call him up and say, Rex, here's what I'm looking for. You know, if one wants to be a, like a natural patina, almost like Wonderlust was, mm-hmm. I, I tell him, Hey, I need something that's real rusty looking, not very pitted, uh, something with character and he'll go around, he'll find me something if something's going to get a really plush paint job and look really pristine like Greg's, then it's going to be like, Hey, I need you to find me one that's damn near brand new. Mm. For some reason it's decommissioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he'll find me one of the smoothest ones I can get. I'm building another 500. Um, that's actually coming into the shop next for Cooper Abercrombie. He was a guy who had one of my pits. He had a competition pit for seven months and then his business started taking off uh, you know, catering food. Uh, so he ordered a 500 sold his comp pit. Um, mm-hmm. but he actually, he's getting a really awesome paint job also. And he came down here and he actually put in some time. He wanted to do some work. So we set him outside with some sanders and sandpapers. And I told him, I said, as good as you want this paint job, you need to make the pit look that good. So he said that thing's baby butt smooth, man. If it's, <laughs> If there's any water on it, you're slipping, sliding right off that thing. So he wants it to be pretty badass. That's, so. that's 
That sounds Get awesome. Get out here. Hey, Greg, I got a job for you. <laughs> Honey, I'll be back at five for dinner. <laughs> or not. <laughs> hey, my mom's in here. What's up, mom? Mama D in the house. Mama D. Actually, she'd be more afraid of my wife. Goes like I, wife is most my mom most scariest wife to watch out for and then well I think she's listening and then, and today. then my daughter because my daughter's I think she's listening to today to find yeah. out exactly what you're sticking in her she driveway and yard yeah <laughs> we had a conversation of wood on the way up and it oh, doesn't did. sound like she wants me to dump a quarter wood there anytime you shouldn't you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna dent the driveway that's what she's that's what my dad said she, that's just a thing I've never heard such a thing you're gonna dent the cement by dropping it's the hot wood top. Yeah, but it's not hot anymore. It's freaking 41. It doesn't matter. It's still, it still will indent if it's hit hard enough. And the, or dump Thanks. The Take my work. mom's side on, the, on live Damn on the right air. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm no dummy. <laughs> I'm no dummy. Dump it on the lawn. But then you're going to kill the grass. Oh, my God. Don't play games with me. So, so, see, see what I'm dealing with here? We, Ryan talked me a, into the 500. Are we doing wood storage in your trailer? How big is the dimensions of the wood basket, actually? You just don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll just worry about getting wood in there. How much wood do you think we can fit in there? 20 sticks, 30 sticks? It remains to be seen. We'll figure that yeah, out. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm going to have to find a place to dump wood. We all know that. Anyway. How much wood the basket holds is the least of your issues right now. <laughs> it really is the least of my problems. God damn. You don't get done. Trust me. I'm not worried about it. That's why I, this guy's doing it. I understand. No worry at all. <laughs> my only worry don't is. Worry, don't care. My only worry is how do I. You shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm still camera. trying to figure out how I'm going to get it. I'm going to go there. I'm going to have a ship. It's a whole other story. You got, you got some time to figure it out. Anyway. So, Ryan, <sighs> what is the science, I suppose, behind. Building a custom pit, you obviously you source the pit itself, but then you know, do you have to pressure test the 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 tank? Obviously, probably not, because obviously the doors open and the stacks and everything. But you know, what is the I guess the the standard operating procedure of starting the the fabrication of a new pit? Well. <clears throat> The procedure, I guess, if you wanted to go like step by step, let's just talk about Greg's because he's got that stupid smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, we get the tank in. I find the best side. I find out from Greg or whoever the customer is what side of the trailer or whatnot they want the doors on. Right. You know, side. you want it on the driver's side of the trailer, passenger side of the trailer. And then that determines on which side of the tank I cut and which side of the tank I end up. Uh, blowing the hole in the bottom for the firebox and or the stack because once you cut that, you're locked in. You can only do it on one side. Can we talk about the, just quickly, can I just ask you how scary is it to cut into a decommissioned propane tank for the first time? How certain are you that there's no propane left in there before you take flame to it? Well, I mean, you're not ever really certain. There's always the smell, but that Scary. doesn't mean that the propane's in there. That They put an additive because propane doesn't right. have a scent. Right. So there's an additive in there that gives you that scent, and that's always residual. That's always that's in the metal. That's okay. all this other stuff. So as we're grinding and, and, uh, and welding on it, that smell is always coming out. Okay. Um, but to cut those tanks right the first little pop, I mean, it's, it's a – Freaking butt clencher, man. <laughs> it's rough. It must be, man. 
you know, uh, a lot of times if it's, if it's real bad, like John Brotherton's, uh, his 500 gallon was really, really ripe. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to take a chance. We, we dumped a bunch of Dawn soap in there and, uh, I've heard and that. I filled it up with water and, you know, let it run the overflow. And I let it sit for a couple days and then I'll pierce a small hole at the bottom, uh, with the plasma and let the water drain out. And then I'll go ahead and cut it because by then all the gas is evap is obviously gone. Once the water pushes it out, yeah. cause the water will push all that out the hole. Okay, cool. So, but it's still, no, you know, I always wondered that. Yeah. You, uh, I don't recommend people doing it. You know, if they're just hobbyists, it's only, you know, professionals should do it. And I don't even, you know, consider myself like the <laughs> professional propane cutter, you know, cause I don't think there is one every time you do it. It's, it's a risk, man. It's, it's a risk, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, some of us are willing to take it. Right. Um, but safety always has to become first, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I, when I set those, when I set those tanks up, I do, there is a little bit of a science behind it because mm-hmm. the weakest part of those tanks, if one of those is going to blow or the caps are going to pop off Okay. and they're going to pop off and they're going to shoot really far. Okay. So as I'm cutting those tanks, I make sure that they're angled at a way where they're not going to shoot off into my neighbor's, you know, door of my, you know, our complex here mm. or anything else. So I, I take a little bit of, you know, precaution in that standpoint, but honestly, they're not, I don't, it'll take a lot to fire one of those things. Off. Right. Right. So after you cut the hole and you figure out what side you want the firebox on, what, what's, what's after that? What, what are your steps usually? What's, uh, well, you once I hole? cut that hole, I'll, yep. I'll mount that, uh, I'll mount the inner, um, the inner pipe or tank or whatever for the firebox mm-hmm. and get that all leveled out because once I get inside, I got to put in, um, you know, all my secret stuff from the fire into the chamber. Okay. And then <clears throat> I'll start laying out the racks. Once the doors are cut open, you know, I'll start getting the, uh, the rack slides in because all of my pits have, you know, slide out racks. Even the so bottom they're not, ones they're too? not inset. The bottom ones too? All yeah. slide out? Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. And the reason know. for that... Yeah, yeah. The reason for that being <clears throat> is if you do have uppers in there, and let's just say you have stuff on that back rack on the lower, that upper is always going to be in your way. Right. You're only going to have 8 to 10 inches of clearance to try to weasel your way back in there. And a 500-gallon pit is so deep, I mean, it's just going to be a pain in the butt. So right, you have right. to... Well, you don't have to. But I do it. So, so you just grab that so bottom deep. rack, slide it out, and get to all your meat mm. and not have to worry about it. Or you could remove the uppers if you really, really wanted to. But hmm. How do you know how big to cut the doors? Is it as big as the racks like a standard size that would go in there so you know how big to cut them? Or like how do you determine that? If I wanted to, if I wanted to make money doing this, um, I would have it preset yeah. <laughs> and what do it. But I, I wing it and pre-cut every single you know one like – each one's different. Sometimes I'll do a four inch from the seam. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do a six inch. Okay. It depends on what is also, um, once I blow that hole out for the firebox, I'll look inside. You can kind of see what's around. If I know there's going to be some weird stuff by that weld, I'll maybe push it in a little bit more. Cause once you cut the door, you still have to have room on the outside of that for your gauges. Mm. So you don't want to be stuck through an inch and a half of weld and seam and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on one second. What? Why are you laughing, Ben? Why do you have this? You have this look like you want to say something. No, I had nothing I wanted to say. You you were listening, but you were looking at me intently. So I was like, 
what's going on? Right. <laughs> we were just, right. we were just things, going back and going forth on the looks of like, did what? I miss something? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Okay. What do you want? <laughs> That's basically what was happening behind the scenes. Okay, thanks. Ben just wants right, to be on the goddamn show. Get him a seat, will you? Get up here. He knows where they are. He can come up at any moment. <laughs> you better ask some questions because I have like 50 million more. I, I, I shouldn't be I'm asking. Getting You'll to never one. talk again if I keep I, going. I get into one. Ryan, <laughs> the folding stack. Mm. I actually have never seen it done other than on the pic- some of the pictures of you do your you're doing on your pits. The folding stack. What's the thought process on that? How much of a pain in the ass is there for uh-huh. you know to prevent leakage and airflow? So you're still nice getting sealed and good seal. So you're still getting the regular. You know. You want me to ask the goddamn questions? Or you just want to. I'm you playing. Want to run I'm over here. To, I'm playing off of you right now. I'm gonna playing off of you. It's called moral support. I should have just stayed here in moral support, smoked my cigar, and drank coffee. I was agreeing. I was saying yes to convection. God damn! You just talk. you done? No, but go. <laughs> the thought on this folding stack convection. Well. Honestly, once that once that pit starts flowing and stuff, as long as you have a decent seam on that stack, they don't leak. Um, we do do a bevel on the bottom and then a reverse bevel on the top, so it'll sit inside like a seat. Um, and then, uh, honestly, the the pain in the butt on it is doing the hinge point and getting that to lay down where you want it to, and all you know, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. For me, I like to when I lay those stacks down i like to be as close to the pit as possible because mm. i think it just looks really sleek it does um and you know it's pretty tough there are there are a bunch of other guys that do the fold down stacks you know a lot of them have where they fold them up and it ends up being a plate and then you can rebolt the plate down and, and things like that um i like the uh i like it just so it it looks pretty seamless i mean that that crack kind of goes away when yeah. it stacks up. Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing is when that thing's driving down the street, if it's on a trailer or whatnot, or even on like the small pits, the backyards or the competitions, those stacks fold down. You could put them inside enclosed trailers where ones that don't have stacks that fold down, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So all my pits <clears throat> come inclusive with fold down stacks, unless it's in something like the Wonderlust trailer where it does no good to, to fold it down. But if for me, it's it's all about cosmetics and yeah. the function the functionality of driving it around hmm. the fold down stack doesn't help you at all obviously when it's smoking it just is what it is now do you have do you strictly do just the custom pits or do you have a uh, reg- like a regular line or are you going to eventually be leaning towards a regular line of production so you know on a website anybody could i want a backyard model pit you know, and here's your, you know, your base model of it instead of going the whole custom route, like a cookie cutter well, route. That's kind of what I have now. I do have the backyard. I have my competition. Those are, they come as a pretty standard, but when you're spending that kind of money on these pits, they're not cheap. Even the entry level, the backyard, which is a 48 by 24 with a 24 by 24 insulated firebox. They're uh you're still investing. That's like yeah. my least expensive pit. It's still an investment. It's a little under $3,000 and that's a lot of money. 
I don't care. You know, I don't care who you are. That's, that's a lot of, it's a, it's a shit ton of money to me. So if I'm going to go out and spend that kind of money, I need to give options to people to where it is customized for them. So I guess a short answer to your question is no, I don't think I'm ever going to have 10 backyard pits sitting in my shop that are all just painted barbecue black. And then people can just come get them. Okay. I think when you're spending that kind of money, it should have your own personal wants into that pit. And that's, I, I'm a pretty strong believer of that. And, and I think that's what uh, sets my name aside from, from others. Yeah, okay. Now that backyard model that you were talking about right now on your, um, on one of your pages, is that the one with like the, like the army Jeep paint job? There was one that yeah, had that like the green. Uh, yeah. And it didn't have wheels. It was just on a stand. Black yeah. had black. St- yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my buddy Aaron's. 20, um, he's out of Oklahoma, and that's the backyard version. Okay. Twenty-four. That's twenty-four by forty-eight long, right? Twenty-four in diameter. diameter. So, like the Oak Joe, the standard backyard would be like eighteen, yeah. sixteen or eighteen, right? I think so. You get into that that twenty-four is pretty great diameter there that you're working with. Yeah, because even on that, even with the 24, you, you can fit a lot of meat on it. Because if you're going 24 deep, you know, you're no longer putting the rack's ribs sideways. You know, you're, you're putting them you're this way. You get at least six, vertical six of them there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you mount, if I can ask this question without John yelling at me. <laughs> as long as I'm not talking over your question, that's fine. Listen, when you mount to trailers, you don't just get a trailer and mount on any trailer. You custom build your trailers. I want to know. Right. I want to know why and how. Just well, it's, the it's walk-ups. Me. Yeah, that so, doesn't seem like an easy thing to do. Yeah, your your trailer is considered a walk-up trailer. Okay. Not a walk-on. Now, okay. if you had a walk-on like Wonderlust or mm-hmm. Putska's Family Barbecue that I did. Um, it's cheaper for me to go out and just buy a flatbed from somebody. <clears throat> okay. You know, we'll go to like Texas trailers or something and, mm-hmm. and buy a standard utility trailer and then mount them to that trailer. Okay. But the walk-ups like yours and coops, um, and, uh, CRJs that I did out in Dallas, uh, those are in mine, my shop pit, they're all custom made. Mm. The cool part is when I custom make a trailer, I can make them to any size I want any size you want, right? Uh, like Coops, he's getting a 500 on a trailer and his is going to be tough to build because he's got such specific per, uh, parameters to where he needs to fit his in his garage. So I really need to compact that trailer. Mm. And I think actually that's what I was telling Greg after that one's done, we'll have a better idea of how that is going to you know work. So we can get him something just as compact and maybe a little bit narrower. Hmm. I saw a video that you did with it with the taillights. I think the dog father did. I think Al, Alton did one with the taillight installation. Yeah, that was my shop pit. Yeah. So what did what did now remind me again? What was that? Was that uh, what, like what was that video about exactly? I have no idea. Alton just came by and he wanted to film some shit. Was it so that? We put it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. I think it was you put all the wiring inside the trailer. Basically, I do. Right? I run all the wires in the tube. That's so, uh, so clean. Multiple, clean multiple reasons. It's super clean. Yep. Uh, another reason, it's a major pain in the ass, so not a lot of guys do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
also it keeps rodents and stuff away from eating eating your wires and ruining your electrical. Interesting. I never thought of that. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, when you're cooking on food, guess what? Not just Johnny shows up at the trailer. Okay. <laughs> 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 the rodents. That's yeah, I would imagine. It smells so damn good. You do the elbow for your stack. When some guys do that squared off look, is that a is that a move? Or is it for you? Have you done it both ways? What what? That's kind of your one of your signature designs is that you have that that elbow. Is that a, a choice for convection reasons, scientific reasons, anything? Just a for me, it's, it's more uh, cosmetic. I think it, it just looks super clean. Um, to keep that diameter the same from coming out of the tank all the way to the top, that to me just makes it look really pristine. Uh, a lot of guys will you know, beat me up on Instagram and Facebook and things like that saying that you need to have that induction area or whatever. Uh, and I, this is just me. I guarantee, I mean, get hashed out for this, but whatever I call bullshit. Uh, my pits run amazing. Anyone that's cooked on one of my pits hasn't complained about anything. They run, they hold great temperature. They run on super low fuel consumption. Um, key. I mean, I, that's key. to be honest with you, I think I have it down and I don't need to copy other people's, you know, designs and stuff like that. That's figured out already. Uh, mine's working and everything that I do inside the pit is helping that work. Um, I, I just don't find a reason to do that. Honestly. Did you see that video of when they were cooking the briskets that day on the shop pit? Mm -hmm. Alton went around and he, you know, videoed the firebox. Now once the cold bed was set, these guys had just two pieces in there crossed over each other that thing was just stuck at 275. Talk about your fire your your firebox with us for a minute before we have a couple a few more minutes. Can you tell us about why your firebox is so special? Because that's a super important part. Oh, of, huge! Of it. Especially up here. What is so great about your firebox, and why does it is it so efficient? Uh, luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we do we do insulated firebox mm-hmm. um, on the big pits like yours. We use a round cylinder on the inside. Ninety uh, percent of the builds, you know, we'll we'll build a square box around that round tube and stuff that full of twenty four hundred degree um, fire insulation. Oh, and then um, <clears throat> fire insulation. Yeah, but then it's like... He just want to tell us the secrets, John. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> can't blame him. The cotton balls, um, mast, grass. <laughs> well, usually it's just shop rags. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you insulate the shit out of it. Which yeah, is, it gets insulated. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people still, you know, they're like, oh, you know, these still get hot. You know, they still get hot on the top. And, and it's perfect platform you know being on video to tell people you know more than one person at a time it's my job is to keep the heat on the inside it's fire against metal mm. the metal's going to get hot it's going to radiate the inside's going to stay hot the outside's going to get hot yeah um you know i'm not building these smokers so you could sleep on top of the firebox you mm-hmm. know uh, i'm building them to to cook food and they're going to cook food really efficiently 
the other thing is um, not all of them. I don't know if you guys noticed that Wonderlust pit, I kind of threw a curveball to people and I did a rounded firebox. So we did a rounded insulated firebox. Mm-hmm. Uh, just there's two reasons. Mostly everyone's expecting a certain design out of me, um, you know, just from past pictures and everything. And I like to keep people on their toes. I'm going to change shit up. You know, Greg might get a octagon. Who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> as long as it works. <laughs> Insulated is key up in these pots because we'll you know damn how straight. cold it gets in the wintertime. Oh, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll double stuff yours probably. Yeah, that's great. Just like a double stuffed Oreo. I mean, oh, don't get me hungry. <laughs> I, I was I was exed from the cookie jar this week you know, from kids snacks for the kids school. Different subject we could talk about for an hour, but we don't have an hour. We have Ryan. Is there seconds. anything you want to tell anyone out there about your smoker? I mean, look, we'll have you on again at some point, obviously. But is there anything you want to tell anyone out there about your smokers that separates them and makes them, you know, better than you know, in my opinion, most? Um. That's a loaded and hard question uh, because there's uh, a ton of fantastic pit builders mm-hmm. out here. Uh, there's fantastic pit builders everywhere. You know, they're, they're on the East coast or on the West coast, you know, in the South um, things that make my pit stand out that I would think is the, is how custom I make them to the person. Okay. Um, you know, every pit you get, if you got any of the top builders or anything, they're all going to run, they're all going to cook your food everyone who owns one is always going to say they're better than somebody else's, you know, um, that's what happens when you start spending that kind of money on these things. Then obviously if you're going to spend that kind of money, you know, you're going to think you're going to think your GMC truck is the best truck ever because Mm -hmm. that's what you just spent your money on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It is awesome. Don't even, you will be the first person I stab. My mom is watching, (laughs) but I think my biggest, I think my biggest thing is how custom that I like to make each pit. Yeah. And, and there's not, there's never anything that's duplicated on my pits. You'll never see another pit that's going to be like Greg's. You'll never see a pit like Coop's. I'm going to change them all up. They're all going to be different. A lot of guys are acting like I've seen some stuff come across on Facebook and it's like, Oh, you know, backline still trying to figure out their design and all this kind of stuff. You know, you guys can think what you want. I'm not trying to figure out anything. I got pits that work. What I'm doing is I'm trying to make everything hundred percent customized and different. I'm trying to keep everyone on their toes and, uh, and I want to keep trying to, to raise the bar if I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. You have any, other, you have any questions? I got nothing. Cause we are almost we are. damn nuts out of time, but Ryan, thank you for taking some time. We are definitely going to have a part two and probably part three. Mm-hmm. You know, a part 10, depending on we're gonna how need long an it up- takes for We're going to need an update. Updates. Halfway through. And, uh, see where more we are. Talk. This was great. I got a ton more stuff I'd love to ask you, but unfortunately, Same. we are up against the always winning clock. Where can everyone find yes. you, Ryan? We got a ton of those. Where can the people uh, get in touch with you, find you, social media, websites? All yeah, that. the easiest way our website is uh, is getting um, kind of reworked right now. Uh, but if you want to go take a look at it, it's backlinefab.com. Um, the easiest way I think that a lot of people get a hold of me is just through Instagram, okay. which is at backlinefab. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Facebook, we have backline fabrication. 
Uh, for some reason, it's like it's hard for me to get a hold of the messages on Facebook. But if you only have Facebook, give me a couple days because sometimes it pops up. It toggles between a couple things. But Instagram is, is probably the best. And Instagram is the one that we keep most of our attention on, um, you know, post-wise and stuff. That's where I awesome. found it. That's where I found you. Creeping them stay for, tu- creeping stay them. tuned for all the new stuff coming up. I've been creeping them for uh, at least a year. Yeah, that would freak me that's, out. And I'm not going to and now, and then I'm yeah, not going to stop. Now I'm even creepy even more. Can't wait to start seeing pics. Woo! Well, at least you're looking less creepy with the beard growing back. <laughs> you were real creepy before. Last week, was last week you were real week, creepy. Things got weird. But Brian, thank you so much, brother. I Thanks, appreciate Ryan. it. We will definitely going to have part two and part three, and you know some follow ups to yep. keep him on the same end. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me, man. This awesome. is fun. It's awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Awesome. Appreciate thank it, you, brother. brother. Quick question for you. Hi. Uh, Ryan, stay, just stay with us. Kev wants to know um, what it's like to you want to cook with one arm. Because we wrestled last week like children, and I ripped like a, a, my whole arm muscle. That okay. still kind of hurts a so lot. You, so Kev won. Okay. Ask, That's Kevin, I need ask Kevin about his fist. Tell me how he can't even make a full fist. All I know is you can't move I don't even know how that happened. We're good. I'm all gimped But (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at PitLifeBBQ on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And yeah, check me out, Barbecue Broker on uh, Instagram. Also, Barbecue Broker Catering on Facebook, New England Pitmasters Facebook, and Instagram. That's about all I got. And Johnny Mag's Barbecue on YouTube. Uh, questions and comments, send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that mm-hmm. share button. You guys are awesome. Love yous. It keeps us going every week. Love we you guys. We have great guests like Ryan yep. and Info Performative on, you know, if you want a custom pit, get in That's touch it. with Ryan. We'll- That's it. You know, maybe uh, do, if, do if you ask nicely, he'll get yours before Greg's. That I would be funny as a bastard. Don't bank on that, anyone, but uh, you can try. <laughs> if you get it there before Greg's, I'd appreciate it. Just watch him squirm. But anyway, until next week, keep, keep the smoke, smoke rolling. Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.